What's up, everybody? Welcome back to Split Screen, a geek podcast. As always, I'm Lucky Bones. And I am Grim Bones. And we went and saw Spider-Man Homecoming. We have a slight review with some spoilers, I guess. <laughs> I don't know, maybe. Kind of not really. Jumanji is ruined because The Rock is in another movie. And there's some stuff to see on Netflix. Plus, we are heading over to Texas. We're going to be hanging out at RTX Austin. Gab, you can breathe. <laughs> okay, I'll breathe. Let's get into it, though. Let's get into it now. All right, so some trailers have hit the internet. Um, one in particular, one that a lot of people have sort of been waiting for, and only because they wanted to see how badly we were going to screw up. Um, one of the the cool things that Robin Williams did before he passed. Oh, no. Yeah. Um, yeah. Okay, so... The Jumanji trailer has dropped. Um, How'd that go? <laughs> yeah. Okay. All right. So a lot of people are open-minded to the fact that they didn't expect to see what they saw in this trailer. Mm -hmm. um, so I'll break it down for you just in case you haven't seen it yet. I haven't seen it. Yeah. So but gonna, I wrote it down because I saw a picture and I'm like, oh man. I will run you through what the general gist of this trailer is. Thanks, fam. Um, and that way you can sort of... If it tempts you to go and see the trailer, no, it may very well turn you off from seeing the movie. <laughs> it's got The Rock in it to start with. So let's just, before we even touch the trailer, let's just talk about... That's a disclaimer. Yeah. <laughs> it has The Rock in it. Yeah. <laughs> let's just talk about the fact it's got The Rock in it. Now, I'm a massive wrestling fan. Yes. The Rock was one of the best wrestlers to hit a wrestling ring in any promotion ever. He was electrifying. The dude had personality. He could sing. He could act. He could dance. He Whole package. Yeah. He was the dude in front of the camera and you wanted to see him every week. Mm. The problem um, that I feel like our current movie world is facing is that anytime The Rock is in a movie, it is no longer a movie that has a storyline based on a particular topic. It is a rock movie that has much of the same crap going on in it, but with a particular topic behind it. The Rock? Yeah. <laughs> you is know, the topic The yeah, Rock? Yeah, like, I mean, this is Jumanji. Mm-hmm. In the trailer, there is a guy being thrown through a concrete pylon. Why? <laughs> you you seem like the like the least likely person to complain about that. I know, but here here we are. Yeah, it's Jumanji. Okay, why is a dude being thrown through a concrete know. pylon? And I guarantee you, I can't remember whether it was shown in the trailer or not, but I guarantee you, it came from the freaking rock. <laughs> Now, like <laughs> the rock staunches a bunch of dudes in the jungle yeah. while, like you know, drums play in the background. Yeah. Jumanji, yeah, it is. It's I like that. And he's getting smashed by the rock. Like, <laughs> why? Like, this sounds great. Yeah, it's a it's a game, and yeah. it's based on the stuff that happens in the game. Why is the rock doing crap? I don't anyway, know. I don't know, dude. So, uh, like I said, I used to love the rock. I thought he was great. I still think he's a great actor. But can we stop making rock movies and start just putting the rock in movies instead? Because that would be super sick, especially with movies that kind of have a bit of history attached to them. This segment is now Dan rants oh, about the rock. Okay. All <laughs> right. Love it. Let me wind it back. A, a Tell bit. me about the trailer. Yeah, what yeah. else? Okay, so this Dude trailer. gets thrown into a pylon. Right. Sick. Let's start, let's start with what the trailer is about. It is four high school teenagers. Okay. Who come across a video game. A video game. So it's not a board game anymore like the original Jumanji. It's a video game. Okay. Oh, all right. They, Modernizing they, it. Yeah. Good. And it's a Jumanji video game. It looks like a retro game. So it looks like something you'd play on the Sega okay. or the Nintendo. So we're modernizing it, but then we're dumbing it back down because, you know, that's what you do. Retro's in right now. It's so in. So we've got, to, we've got to touch that. True. Um, so it's a retro game. Mm -hmm. These four kids end up getting sucked into this game and becoming basically avatars inside this game. So they get to portray different characters. They're right. In, so in this game, the weedy little skinny guy will become the rock. Um, what? Really? One of the girls that's playing becomes Jack Black's character. 
Um, the nerdy girl comes in and becomes the insanely hot, inappropriately dressed character oh, that's in the I jungle. Oh, I saw her! Um, and then I think there's a... a, 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 a Use your words. I, I believe in you. I'm trying to remember what the last character is. He's that little, he's the little um, comedian, the little, the little... I'm not sure. He's in, I don't know anything, Dan. He's in Dan. the Ride Along. The Ride, Ride Along? I don't even know what that is. I don't know. He's funny. Okay, so he's, 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 so he's comedic yeah, relief, yeah, he's a, he's even though Jack yeah, he, Black's in it. That's right. Great, gotcha. I guess you need two when The Rock's in there because he's so overpowering. Because <laughs> so he's so big? And even though you know they're going to give The Rock the funniest lines in the movie because it's The Standard. Rock and, you know. That's true. Anyway, so they get into this little jungle and uh-huh. they're playing the game. What it looks like is, you know, a whole bunch of animals are running around and stuff's going on. I was wondering and, how they were going to do that. Yeah, they've all got abilities. So, like, the, the geeky girl that's now super hot can, like, do, do martial arts stuff and she's super this sounds like it could be really good but what all i've seen of it so far like especially inappropriately insanely hot chick like dressed hot chick yeah i'm just like that's not necessary yeah i I, look and i'm all about the hot chicks dude but and when i say something's unnecessary you know it's like is why yeah i mean i guess it's because it's a video game they're they're connecting the fact that in most video games where there is a, a female character involved she's usually inappropriately dressed yeah chick armor is like totally different to dude armor and you you wear a leaf and suddenly you're level 100 and you can kill anybody on the planet i'm like you know what i put on a leaf and i get arrested so whatever me too (laughs) you gotta stop dude yeah but this um this movie literally the only reason my attention is even vastly involved in what this movie has to offer is because it's jumanji it's just to see what they are going to do to pay tribute to robin williams and that's because The Rock, when they were filming this, was like, guys, I realize that this we're touching something here that is held dear by many people. Yeah. But we are doing the nicest, most sincere, sweet tribute to Robin Williams in this. Yeah. And I'm kind of curious as to what that's going to be. Is it just going to be his name, like, etched into a tree or something as Rock puts someone through it? <laughs> like, I don't know. I'm open-minded to it, but at the same time, I sound like a total, like, You sound really skeptical. Yeah. But that's fair enough, because a lot of people grew up with Jumanji, or, like, you know, they've had it in their lives, and it, it was one of those really cool original movies. Yeah. Um, and Robin Williams was spectacular in it, and it was, like, it was something that brought me into the world of Robin Williams, and I was just like, this dude is the funniest, yep. he's super cool. We've got another trailer that's just dropped that uh, may be kind of making some people in the studio skeptical. It's me! <laughs> it's the Death Note trailer. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah. so Death Note, uh, we've talked about this before, is getting a Netflix, I think, original movie or series. Or okay. I don't do research for these things. I come in, drink energy drink, and... Yell into a microphone. All Japanese cast? Uh, no, no, no. <laughs> Why did I ask that question? No, that would be too easy. It's uh, all, I think they're like mostly Western. Okay. Um, the main dude, um, Light Yagami is meant to be the dude. Uh, he's, he's white. Um, and Ryuk, uh, the death god mm. is, I think, um, Willem Dafoe. That's the one. He's got a great voice. Yeah. And the only part of the trailer that I enjoyed was William Dafoe speaking as Ryuk. Yeah. Uh, cause he sounds super scary. Okay. But all through the freaking trailer, I'm sitting there and I'm like, I don't know squat about anime. Yep. I know that I've watched this anime. Uh-huh. I know what this is about. I know the characters. And I know what it's meant to look like. And this stupid, cheesy Western trailer 
sucks huge donkey balls. <laughs> so bad. I was watching it and I I love I love the idea of Death Note. Like it's a really cool story. It's it's interesting. Um dude finds a notebook dropped by a death god. Basically, he can write anybody's name in it and they'll die and he starts using it for, you know, he st- starts to rid the world of crime and things like that, but then, you know, he he becomes too powerful, that kind of thing. Yeah. And it's, and it's super cool like murder mystery all the way through. Like how is this person going to die? How is is light going to cover up his tracks? You know, how is he going to stay hidden? It was so well done the first time. It doesn't need to be done a second time <laughs> for, you know, whatever reason. Like, the fact that it's a, it's Western kind of doesn't even come into it. The fact, you know, it, if you want to go watch Death Note, watch watch Death Note, like yeah. the original one. See, it being on Netflix <laughs> mm. has opened it up to my my viewing... Repertoire. Like, yeah, I mean, it's there in front of me. I, yeah. I subscribe to Netflix. I watch... All the the new stuff, like not all of it. If I mean, if it catches my attention, yeah. I saw this trailer and it caught your attention. I've never like watched anime before. I, I I've watched it when I was a kid a little bit. Yeah, like the basic stuff, like Dragon Ball Z, Pokemon. I don't even remember what these were. There was something about like kids who were going up this giant cable thing to a place in the sky, and they were coming back like with part robot bits in them. And dude, that sounds amazing. Yeah, anyway, it was really cool. But um, I haven't watched very much anime lately. Yeah. I, I went and saw the Ghost in the Shell movie. Yeah. I was really looking forward to it. The, the visuals were really nice. The yeah. graphics in it were really cool. The soundtrack was pretty mad. Some of the characters were awesome. The movie sucked. Yeah. I was interested in this just because of how dark it was yeah. and the fact that it's on Netflix and that's where I'm watching stuff. It's easy. Yeah. It's like, oh, good. That looks like interesting. I will watch. Yeah. Because I can. Um, what I'm curious about is will people watch this because it's on Netflix or will they watch this because they're interested in what is in the trailer? Knowing full well that it's an anime and whether it will be done well? I think it's a bit of both. I think definitely having it on Netflix will make it available to people. I think I'm I'm definitely going to watch it just because I want to see if the trailer has, you know, been cut to be, you know, corny and I've just interpreted it wrong and that, you know, maybe they'll make the backstories like really strong, like they'll like actually bring a pretty good A game to this. Yeah. I just want to see how it, you know, is versus the anime because the anime was something that I watched late night, I think on SBS. Yep. As a kid growing up, like, you know, I'd have to watch an episode a week okay. to find out what was happening, but I really liked it. And at the time I was younger, so it was like, it was slightly inappropriate. So okay. I know how dark the story gets and <laughs> I'm just interested to see what, um, what they've kind of interpreted it as. Okay. Yeah. So there you go. Uh, I'll tell you what, something on Netflix at the moment is doing really, really well. It impresses me as a wrestling fan. Is it Stranger Things? Oh, wait, well, that it, was like last year. It will be eventually. <laughs> yeah, hopefully come um, back. I don't know when that's coming back, but it's supposed to come back soon, I hope. Hopefully. Um, anyway. But at the moment... Wrestling have fan. Have you heard of Glow? Yes. It's like been plastered all it's, over the internet, and it's gotten the best reception, and it makes me so happy. I, I've seen people posting about it. They're like, I'm watching Glow, and everyone's like, I'm also watching that, and I'm going to cosplay this person. I'm sitting there, I'm like, I am only seriously just finishing Stranger Things, yep. and I'm only just starting to watch 13 Reasons Why. I'm so far behind on Netflix stuff that Glow yeah. has just been like, it's been there, but I've not taken anything in. Tell me what it is, and why is it a good thing? Okay. The first thing I always say to everybody when I'm like, you should watch Glow. They're like, why? Mm. I don't say, oh, it's wrestling. Because most of the time they're like, nah, I'm good. Yeah. (laughs) They kind of switch off a little bit. Yeah. Mm. The first thing I say is, you know that little feeling inside, that little empty hole you've got from finishing Stranger Things and having nothing of that caliber to go to? I have that space. Glow will not fill the space entirely, but it'll, it'll 
play with it a little bit. It'll bridge it a little bit, yeah. like to get you through. Mm, Why? I mean, I finished the season of Glow in a night. <laughs> Um, I think they're only like 25 minute episodes, 20 minute episodes. Okay. That's all right. Glow basically is, it's the glorious ladies of wrestling. Glorious ladies of wrestling. Gorgeous. 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 It's like something about them being attractive. Oh, is that what it stands for? Gorgeous ladies of wrestling. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I was like, Dan, we're going down an interesting path here. I'm not sure where you're taking it. I don't know if I can follow you. And then I realized I'm like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Wow. It's crazy, right? Um, (laughs) Mind blown. Gorgeous ladies of wrestling. And it's uh, set in the 80s. Oh, that's why you love it. It's got this awesome soundtrack. It's retro. The characters are relatable. It's been made. This, this show has been made by the same people who make Orange is the New Black. Is that a good show? Yeah, I love it. Oh, okay, cool. Yeah. But Glow is- Season 5 kind of sucked, so <laughs> heads up anyone. But cool, thanks. Yeah, Glow is, is really cool. If you're not a wrestling fan, don't really like wrestling, don't even intend to give it a chance, give Glow a chance because it's got wrestling in it, but- you really just fall in love with these cool characters. Mm. Um, and the best part is, is that now being like part of the cosplay community, we're seeing people mention names from this show and being like, oh, I'm going to take this character to a convention and, and wear this costume. Yeah. Glow is really interesting. It's, it's got some in-depth storyline. It's got characters you can fall in love with. It's mm. got characters you'll hate. Nice. I hated the main character after the second episode. <laughs> And then by the end of the season, she's my favorite character. Give Peace a chance. Yeah, yeah. So it's really good. So that's currently on Netflix. You can finish it in a marathon weekend if you really fall in love with it. Mm. Um, it's going to, it's gonna, like I said, it's going to play with that little gap you've got for, for Stranger Things. That sounds very sexual. Yeah. I'm into it. But I mean, how else do you sell things these days? That's true. Um, Sex sells. Yeah. Give it a chance. Exciting news, family. Exciting news, Dan. Even though you know what it is, because uh, you were there. What, what was the news? What are you talking about? <laughs> you sound so excited to hear my <laughs> exciting news. Uh, over the weekend, we got to go to the Sydney premiere of Spider-Man Homecoming. Um, so, obviously, this is our version of a review of it, I suppose. I guess. It will be, hopefully, spoiler-free. <laughs> I don't know. It was pretty cool. All right, so, it was, it was at Fox Studios. To, to go there and see a movie is always fun, because it's... I think when Fox Studios first opened, I was like... Fox Studios must be something special because it says the word Fox in it. And yep. Fox is attached to lots of movies and stuff. Yep. Um, and so it's always a really cool experience to go to these premieres because a lot of the time they do this extra little stuff yeah. to try to make it feel like it's a special event. Yes. Um, and so for Spider-Man, what was some of the things that they had set up? There was uh, a DJ. I love that. Yeah, there was a DJ standing like, as you as you walk into the foyer of, um, of the cinema, they've actually got a DJ playing heaps of like old school music, I think. When we walked in, they were playing Blitzkrieg Bop, yep. and that was sick, and totally enjoyed that. But to kind of get you into the mood to go see the movie, they like to have the whole place decked out. And for Spider-Man Homecoming, they had some sweet hot dog vending areas going on where you could, like, you get a hot dog, and then you get to go make it delicious with all the relishes and stuff on it. And they also had, like, little burgers going around, because yeah. it's New York, right? Yeah, 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 And when you're in New York, obviously- You eat shitloads. <laughs> of like hot dogs and yeah. just general crap. Yeah. Yeah. So they had those kinds of things going around and they had like, you know, big carpet with Spider-Man Homecoming written on it. And that doesn't sound impressive, but if you've ever like seen the the size of carpet at a premiere, it's huge. Yeah. And it was impressive. So. I believe I believe we captured a photo of me flipping the bird out of excitement. You were being really polite. Standing on the homecoming. When I was trying to take a photo. Well, I mean, I was, I was kind of in the way, so I had to become part of the atmosphere. So you flipped me off, yeah. you know? That just absolutely makes <laughs> sense. Uh, as for the, the movie itself, Dan, I know for a fact 
you're a bit of a Spider-Man buff. Yeah, you're a bit yeah, of a yeah. fan. Um, and really, what I kind of did the whole movie was look for your reaction. I would lean over, like, two seats over and look at you and see how you would react to something. Yeah. Um, so, did you like the movie? Okay, so to start with, it's an awesome movie. Woohoo! Um, it's Spider-Man, and it's a Spider-Man movie that's been well done. Um, we get given a storyline, the stuff that is supposed to happen in the movie happens, and the story is kind of summed up so that we're getting a whole bunch of Spider-Man, but you're not really being given too much continuation to other stories outside of the Spider-Man universe. Okay, yep, I understand. That gives me a lot of hope because we're looking at Spider-Man now as a character who can be in multiple movies Mm -hmm. with multiple bad guys, experiencing all the stuff Peter Parker is supposed to experience, and have it not necessarily require you to see anything attached to it beforehand which is yeah really good um how did you feel about tom holland portraying spider-man he was excellent yeah um i i really like tom holland as spider-man the voice is is perfect Mm. um he's got the quirkiness of spider-man one little thing that i i kind of was annoyed about was that when you look at and i i'm gonna go back and relate uh what i'm talking about to the first spider-man movies with toby Maguire. Okay. Because Spider-Man in those movies was good, but he was a little bit stiff in regards to the way Spider-Man is supposed to move and react. And, you know, Spider-Man's supposed to be super acrobatic. Yeah. One okay. thing that they absolutely nailed, though, particularly in the second movie, even the first one to some extent, was Peter Parker. Okay. Because y- Peter Parker is Yeah, yeah. Just because Peter Parker is supposed to be that guy that so many people can relate to, but he's not like the cool guy at school or he's not the ladies man or anything. And in this movie... Tom Holland as Peter Parker was not the cool kid in school and he wasn't the ladies man, but he found it way too easy to connect with his other co-stars or other, you know, students at the school. I think I know what you mean. Like it was, it was almost effortless in the way that he just kind of was around people. Whereas like Tobey Maguire's Peter Parker was still, he still had that air of awkwardness around him, which I really liked. But at the same time, I did like the fact that Tom Holland wasn't an awkward Dude. Yeah. Like, I could watch it and not cringe. I just, I know when I've read Spider-Man comics and I've watched the animated series as a kid and, and seeing the Peter Parker character, he is almost an isolated person from the world that surrounds him. Is In, like, the comic and the yeah. animated series? Yeah, okay. Yeah. And so seeing that kind of isolation happening with Tobey Maguire's version of Peter Parker, he was so isolated in those movies where mm. you looked at it and went, this kid just literally doesn't exist to anyone. In, in his students, in his peers' eyes. Yeah. He's just the dude who they see uh, turn up at school yeah. and leave school. And occasionally they'll sit there and, and look at him and go, oh, Peter's answering another question. Mm. You know, and he's getting it right. Oh, wow, Peter's so smart. But he's a nerd and no one gives a shit about him. Like, yeah, you know, pretty much. It's like exist. not on my radio. Yeah. Ra- um, radio. Radio. <laughs> I think the way it was written could have been a tiny little bit better. But honestly, I feel like this is the best Spider-Man movie we've had. How did you feel about Spider-Man? I feel like I've had it in my head for the longest time. Um, I don't read many of the comics, Mm -hmm. much at all, in any case. Um, And I think Peter Parker and Spider-Man exist solely to me through, you know, um, the animated series and the movies that kind of, you know, came before this one. Um, And so I kind of, I like the goofy peter parker that we we kind of got this time around where i didn't have to like cringe every time he tried to tried to interact with people um i think tom holland nails peter parker i think he's an even better spider-man the fact that he's a ballet dancer um i actually saw an instagram video of him teaching his his um uh you know the co-workers how to do ballet yeah and they just can't hack it and i'm just like you know what (laughs) that's something spider-man would do um 
And so I just, I love the way that he is Peter Parker in this for me. Like that's, that's always what I imagine Peter Parker to be. Um, as for the villain, um, the vulture. Yeah. So many people said he was an underwhelming villain. Mm. I kind of, I kind of agree to an extent, but it, it was his suit and, you know, his presence is really cool. And it's, it's, it's fun to watch as a as a cosplayer as well, sitting there thinking, man, I've never made anything quite like those wings, but damn, how do I do it? Because I want to be this guy. Yeah. It looks sick. Um, the Vulture character, I, I would have to say, is probably one of my favorite villains out of all the movies that they've had. And it was literally because I sat there while I was watching this movie going, this scene is scary. Mm. Not just because he's in the Vulture suit or whatever else. It was even the way that he the character was played. Yeah. Just Michael Keaton nailed the scary bad guy from things he said to the way that he, he sort of like pushed himself onto overpowering or, or towering over Peter Parker and Spider-Man. He's unsettling. Yeah. He's really quite, you know, I, I watched and I felt a little bit uncomfortable at times yeah. because, you know, his face contradicts everything. And I'm just like, oh, it's really creepy. Yeah. But there are some things that we kind of got from the movie that, you know, hinted at things like Easter eggs and other characters that are involved. If this is the point that you've listened up to and you're maybe a bit concerned about spoilers, it's probably where you should maybe just, you know, put it down for five minutes and then come back because we might mention something that, you know, you don't want to hear just yet. Yeah. But we experienced some characters, some new characters, but you made mention of the Sinister Six. Yes. Tell us what that is. I feel like (laughs) the Sinister Six, who is made up of characters like Scorpion, uh, Vulture, Mysterio, Shocker, and Rhino. Rhino. And that's five. And Dr. Octopus. Dr. Octopus. Yeah. I keep forgetting about Dr. Octopus. And the thing is, I think in the in the animated series as well, they switched out Shocker, and Shocker wasn't part of them, and it was Electro. So I know both of them have been in the Sinister Six yeah. at different points. Um, I believe Electro is a more mainstay for the Sinister Six. Okay. Yeah. Um, and again, we've seen these characters pop up in past movies. Mm-hmm. They've never been... That sinister a bad guy. Yeah. Rhino Rhino was ridiculous just because Paul Giamatti, I think that's his name. Yeah. He, he what do in, I know? He was in some giant mechanical rhino suit. And oh, yeah, I remember that. He had this terrible accent. He wasn't all that threatening to Peter. He wasn't the character. No. Like, he wasn't the rhino. No. Like, he um, should have been. We had Jamie Foxx play Electro. That was a bit strange. He was a bumbling idiot <laughs> who was given this power. We've had Dr. Octopus, who he was probably... He was this. Ace. Yeah. I think I really liked... Um, I can't remember what his name I is. Don't, I don't know his name either. Tell me, internet. Thank you. Yeah. Um, he was amazing as Dr. Octopus. Yeah, yeah. And I think he, he smashed just, it. He nails Otto Octavius's yes. demeanor. The, you know, yeah. The way he's supposed to be. Yeah. Um, Green Goblin, we've had in the past too many times, as well as the new Goblin, as, many as, as well as whatever version of the Goblin they want to put on a friggin' snowboard and make it fly. He's my favorite. Green Goblin's always been my favorite. If he's done right. Yeah. Yeah. I, I just like the character, but, you know, it's never been nailed, and I'm just holding out. I yeah. want it to be a thing. Vulture this time around was really, really cool. And so to see that future plans will potentially have the Sinister Six involved, mm. um, especially with the way that they built this movie. Like I said, it didn't need you to see other movies to, to learn anything about Peter Parker. Yeah, you can see this standalone movie yeah, pretty much. I feel like the upcoming movies will actually sort of feel the same way, mm. which would be great. Yeah. Um, one thing that really got me excited, though, was seeing Donald Glover in the movie. That's right. I think for the longest time, I always thought that he was meant to be 
Spider-Man. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He, I thought that's what the rumors were. Well, like, he months he, ago. Uh, he voices. I can't remember which animated series it is, but he voices Spider-Man or Miles Morales in one of the animated Spider-Man. Okay, movies. all right. So he's involved in some way. He's involved. Okay. And the really cool thing about this, and I'm I'm not going to say much more along the lines of this, but mm. he his name is Aaron Davis mm-hmm. in this film, and he makes note that his little nephew who lives in the neighborhood. Yeah, is a thing. Is a thing. And that Spider-Man should start to really work out how to be the right kind of superhero. Yeah. That was kind of it. Mm. Which made me all, all kinds of excited. And I'm not going to tell people why, because that's way too much of a, yeah. an insight into what the future might hold. But if you, you kind of can connect with the names that I've dropped and, and put two and two together, you'll understand why that could be pretty exciting for someone who loves following the Spider-Man stories. I think what I really liked about this film as well, like just on a final note, is that it's not a destroy-the-world disaster movie. Mm-hmm. It's not huge like Batman v Superman and stuff like that. Nobody's plotting to destroy the world. It's not that kind of movie. Yeah. It's, it, it is, it's so much, you know, friendly neighborhood Spider-Man. He is literally just, he's looking out for the little guy, you know, he's saving New York. Yeah. And that's it. Like, it, it's never played up to be Peter Parker's trying to save the world. Yeah. And he's not. And it's super cool. And I love that. And that's, I think that's why this movie was like, it just kept it to its own little bubble. And it, you know, it never went out and was just like, I'm trying to be something bigger than I am. It's like, nothing that big really happens. Yeah. So it's really good though. It's really good. I believe that Spider-Man is released in general public cinemas on July 6th. Thursday. Go and see this movie. If you're, a, if you're a Marvel fan, if you're a DC fan, if you're a superhero fan, if you've heard of who Spider-Man is, go and see a Spider-Man movie done right. Mm-hmm. Go enjoy it. Don't They've expect, got good cameos yeah, as well. Yeah, I mean, don't expect way too much. Mm. But at the same time, go in there and, and just look forward to having a good time with a, a familiar superhero. Clean slate, lots of cameos, lots of fun. Easter eggs galore. Guys, go see Spider-Man Homecoming comes out cinemas on July 6th in Australia. So... You are so concentrated right now, but at the same time, it looks like something's going to come out of you, and I hope it's not puke. <laughs> it may be something like that. I'm trying to think of, like, a super, like, you know, excited, meaningful, like, detailed explanation of what it is we're about to do and what it means to me, but all I can think of is the fact that I've got a 14-hour flight coming up, no. and I don't like flying, but... I think it'll be worth it because where we are going is Austin, Texas. And the reason we're going to Austin, Texas is because we are going to RTX. In Austin. In Austin, Texas. (laughs) And anybody who knows me and, you know, all of a sudden Dan is is part of the the Rooster Teeth community now. They know that Rooster Teeth is this huge thing and that I love it. And I can't believe that it's finally happening, that we get to go there and experience it firsthand in, you know, where it was created. And I'm just, I'm just stoked that we get to go. I'm losing my mind. We are going into the heartland of RTX, of Rooster Teeth. Yeah, pretty much. Uh, they and barbecue. Ma- they do all, because Rooster Teeth is a production company, right? Yes. They're, they're a huge yes. online empire of their own content. Massive. Podcasts videos of people playing video games, videos of people watching videos. Yeah. <laughs> and just Mental. having drinks and talking about it. Anything that you've ever had to explain to, you know, some people in your life that may not be well-versed in, like, geek community or your parents and stuff like that, when you're like, look, it's a bunch of people who play video games and then they talk shit. Yeah. When you have to explain that, that's basically what Rooster Teeth is. Like, is, that's yeah. what they've pioneered. Um, and the fact that we get to go there and experience it firsthand 
is blowing my tiny little mind and i'm just <laughs> so excited because all i want to do is just be friends with everybody at rooster teeth okay so for anyone who hasn't attended rooster teeth or rtx before mm. what's the kind of stuff that goes on at this convention that considering it's going to be like where they actually make this stuff happen <laughs> what do you think we can expect heading into this kind of an event they've got massive massive things planned for rtx um a lot of the time what you'll be experiencing at this convention is not necessarily you know um it's it it's not about the convention itself. It's not about vendors selling things. It's not about, you know, um, the latest and greatest, you know, stores and things like that. Um, it's about going to panels and listening to the people who work at Rooster Teeth or closely with Rooster Teeth, you know, talk about either their experiences or they'll do live podcasts or they'll do, you know, they'll play games on stage and things like that. And it, it's, it's so funny to listen to people who don't know anything about RTX go to RTX and then complain about RTX. <laughs> and I'm like, they're like, I don't watch Rooster Teeth or nothing, but that was a crappy convention. And then I say, I slap him, first of all. Yep. Slap him. Yep. Give him a good hard slap. <laughs> and I say, listen here, yep. you sit the hell down and you listen to why I love Rooster Teeth and RTX so much. is because it's a convention about a community. Yep. You know, you go there and suddenly you know that you can basically walk up to anybody and talk to them about something Rooster Teeth related and they'll be able to talk back at you about it. Yeah. And you can make friends there and it is really, really cool. And it's like, you know, they have things like, you know, live game demonstrations and they've got indie game developers and they've got this thing called, you know, uh, they've got like their own animation section, things like that, because people within the Rooster Teeth company do so much cool stuff. They've got great animators. They've got great voice actors, you know, editors out the butthole. And they basically just combine these creative groups of people and they're just like, we get it. You guys you make the content and it'll be amazing. And it's great. And it's just like, and the sense of community that you get with Rooster Teeth I thought I had it in the cosplay community, and then I joined the Rooster Teeth community, and I'm just like, it's something else. It's one of those places you you join up to, and you just feel like you belong. Yeah. That's the best part That's it. it. I never felt ever like I couldn't talk to somebody about something. RTX Austin also is planning an escape room. Yeah, they've got the... Uh, for anybody who watches Achievement Hunters stuff, uh, they basically, in G GTA, they have a crew, and they're called the Fake AH Crew, the Fake Achievement Hunter Crew. Yep. Um, and what they've done, Jack Patillo, who's one of the main dudes behind uh, Achievement Hunter, and actually Extra Life and things like that, he's basically set up an escape room um, with some of like the set designers and stuff cool. from Rooster Teeth. And it's basically a puzzle room that you have to solve in, like, 30 minutes, and it's a team of eight people working to get out of these escape rooms. But what they've done is they haven't outsourced the, the escape rooms to some company, like an escape room company. They're like, no, let's make our own. Let's make our own, yeah. So they've got four identical escape rooms, and you could, you know, have teams of eight people working together to solve these things. And they, you know, they sent through people from Rooster Teeth and Achievement Hunter, and apparently it's actually really hard. Okay, so just as a quick side note to the fact that these <laughs> escape rooms exist. Yes, Let's remind people just how amazing you are at them. <laughs> um, Gab, you and I, we went with some friends to an escape room. Yeah. And to start this escape room off, we're not going to give away what the solutions to the puzzles were, but to start, to start this escape room off, they chained us to the wall. Yeah, we were all handcuffed and chained yeah. to the wall, and we had to like figure out a maze to get out of it. One person wasn't chained up the whole time. There was no. one person who was able to escape yeah. early. Who was that? 
It was me. Okay, excellent. Okay, so it, you were the first person who Number had one, access to the whole room yeah, while everyone else was chained up. Had to figure it out because my, my thing was the quickest, I think. That's right. And uh. at this point in time, the clock is ticking. We had an hour <laughs> to make it through three rooms. Yeah, we paid money to be in, locked in a room and they're like, you have an hour to get out. And yeah. I'm like, oh, okay. They blindfolded us, chained us to the walls. You escaped first and it was your job to find a way to get us out. We- <laughs> so can you just like, just let people know, what was the first item you found? Uh, apart from the sombrero? Yeah, yeah, yeah. The, the first important item. What was that? The fake money. The fake money. And what was with the fake money? I found a set of keys okay, in, a, in a drawer. I went. So, you put them in your pocket? Yeah, for safekeeping. And then I you thought, kept looking for ways to take us yeah, off the wall. Yeah, I was like, <laughs> you make me sound like such an idiot. I was like, I got in there and I'm like, I've never done an escape room in my entire life. And I thought that I would be like full MacGyver at that. And I was like going to get in there and like find all the clues and pick up everything that is important, like keys and stuff. I'm yeah, like, yeah. keys, keys are going to be like the most important. Mm. So first thing I did when I found a set of keys, I'm like, hold on to this for safekeeping, yeah, put it did. in my pocket. Definitely did. And then I'm like walking around the room and people are like slowly getting themselves off the walls and they're like looking for clues and stuff. And then we come to a lock and they're like, oh, if only we had some keys. I'm like, if only we had some keys. Ten minutes goes by. (laughs) (laughs) Gabs has got the sombrero on. Pew, 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 pew. And everyone's like, Gabs, did you find anything when you were like walking around first sweep of the room? And I'm like, found the sombrero. And they're like, yeah, yeah, anything else? I'm like, found these keys. And they're like, you mean the keys for that lock? And I'm like, sombrero. (laughs) It was the worst. Long story short, I'm crap at escape rooms, but I'm going to do this one at RTX. It's going to be amazing. I will hand over the keys, I swear. On top of us going and doing this little escape room, we're actually heading over there with the ultimate drinking game from Sydney, Australia. Yeah, super cool dudes. Uh, We're going to be over there hanging out by the booth every now and again. I think that means we get to play the game a little bit with people that are around. Yes, Come see us. That will be fun. Uh, if you want to, you can follow us on any social media handle that you can get a hold of. A few of the my favorite ones is at Lucky Bones. And if you want to follow our uh, group, uh, Instagram and uh, Twitter, you can find us at Boneyard Arcade. Yep. We're a bunch of cool dudes, I swear. It, it's going to be it's gonna be really interesting because we're looking at making Boneyard Arcade bulked up with a whole bunch of awesome RTX content for the time that we're gone. I feel like it's going to be the correct amount of inspiration to kind of put us in the right mindset to, to go out there and be ridiculous yeah. online for people to see I for feel, once. I feel like this trip is going to be the start of something a little bit more extreme but fresh. Extreme! For everybody out there. Yeah, I think we need to get more extreme with things. Uh, if you have enjoyed listening to this show and you want to keep following along with us, make sure you follow Lucky at Lucky Bones. Look at you getting my name right. If you want to follow Grim, you can find him at Grimbones. And you can find both of us at our little community page across Instagram, Twitter, Facebook on at Boneyard Arcade. Yeah, keep following our stuff because there is heaps more to come from us, guys. We are only just getting started. If you enjoyed this show, make sure you go rate it five stars and leave us something quirky and cute yeah. about how pretty we are. <laughs> Until next time, you'll be hearing from us eventually. Yeah. Signing out for now. We're going to RTX. Let's go! See you guys! Bye.